0: Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: ES audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. London commuters, prepare yourselves for what looks like a week of travel misery. Tube strikes across the entire network are to go ahead next week as part of the ongoing row over Transport for London cuts. Passengers have been warned of severe disruption, closed stations and little or no service. Somewhat ironically, it's also the same week the TFL fare increases come into effect, meaning that at least many commuters won't actually have to pay the inflated prices right away, but only because they can't actually use the tube. Here to tell us more is the Evening Standard City Hall editor, Ross Lydell.
0: I think it's fair to say that unless there's a sudden breakthrough and the RMT calls the action off, which Doesn't look very likely, to be honest. So assuming the strike does go ahead from first thing on Tuesday, what commuters really face is an entire week of misery. You might make it into work on Monday morning, but come Tuesday, there'll probably be no tube services or very, very few. Then Wednesday morning, it'll be chaos in the morning and the advice is not to travel then. Then back to a full day of strikes on Thursday. Then again on Friday, there'll be a knock-on from the services not having run on Thursday. So you're essentially looking like a sort of four-day period of disruption. And I think next week, people will be best placed to see it as almost uh, return to working from home. If you can work from home prepared to do so.
1: Ross, just explain simply what exactly is happening on the tubes next week.
0: So next week we have two whole days of tube strikes, and this is by the RMT union, which is essentially the union with the largest number of members, is about more than ten thousand members across London Underground, and they will not be turning up for work on Tuesday and on Thursday, and that is from one minute after midnight on Tuesday and until at the end of the day. So basically, almost twenty-four hours each day. But it's actually going to be worse than that in terms of the overall impact, because what transport for London is. Saying is that the uh, services early on Wednesday morning and early on Friday morning will also be disrupted because essentially drivers and trains will probably not be ready to start rolling from the start of the shift that morning. So there'll be two whole days of disruption and probably two half days in the morning and the following morning of disruption as well. So a pretty miserable uh, experience for passengers.
1: A lot of people are still working from home or at least have the capability to do so. How big an impact are we expecting this to have? On Londoners.
0: In terms of the impact on Londoners, that is an interesting point because obviously many of us are now so familiar with working from home, how many will be inconvenienced. That I guess is the issue there. You know, if we take a week or so ago when we had the storms last Friday and Saturday, uh, London was able to continue. People stayed at home, got the laptops out and kept going at the kitchen table. So in terms of the actual difficulty experience next week, it's probably much less now than it would have been pre-pandemic when people were much more reliant on getting into the office. It's important. important. Important to say, obviously, the buses will still run and many of the uh, mainline or commuter trains will still run as well. But essentially, if you rely on getting the tube to work, it's probably best not to rely on getting to work at all on those two days.
1: And the TfL increases are coming in next week too, aren't they?
0: Yes, there's something of a double whammy here that the fares are due to go up by 4.8% on average from Tuesday next week, which is obviously the first day of the two tube strikes. So there's the irony that uh, passengers will be shielded from the first day of tube rises because there'll be no tubes to actually get on in the first place. But yes, the tube fares will go up uh, and also the bus fares are going up as well. They're actually going up in a slightly higher percentage, roughly about 10 pence on a bus fare. That's now going to become £1.65 rather than £1.55. Whereas depending on how far you travel on the tube, you can expect your journey, a single journey on Oyster or Contactless anyway, to go up between 10.30 pence
1: give us the background on exactly why the strikes are happening
0: well there are two main reasons for the strikes the, the the reason that the RMt has called these one is over pensions and the other is over the axing of between 500 and 600 station positions station jobs on pensions the TFL pension scheme is regarded as very generous certainly by comparison with uh, comparator industries you know such as network rail or the sort of national civil service what it means is that uh, for every £1 uh, TfL employee puts into the pension pot, TfL as the employer puts in £6.66. So that's a rather generous multiplier. And, you know, in most companies in the private sector, you might have your employer double your money, but to have it multiplied by more than six times is extremely attractive. Now, the reason that it's probably so generous is partly historic, but also because of the fact that uh, many people would admit that they don't necessarily want to be a tube driver and working until midnight or up at 5 a.m. So it may not be the loveliest job in the world, but at least TfL sort of remunerates its staff in other ways for doing a job that's essential. So there are no proposals that have been confirmed for a reduction in the staff pensions. However, there is a review underway. This was set in motion by the government last year as part of one of the TfL bailouts. And basically, Grant Chaps, the transport secretary, told City Khan, the mayor, to review the whole TfL pension scheme to see if essentially it could be made a bit cheaper to TfL to run. And what the union here is doing is taking a bit of a preemptive strike and saying, hands off our pensions, under no circumstances are we going to accept having a worse deal on pensions for our members, and we're all out next week on two days just to show you how angry we are about this threat. The second point is about the loss of jobs at stations. Now, TfL is planning to axe between 500 and 600 posts. It says there will be no redundancies and that essentially already there are about 200 vacancies that won't be filled, and it expects to lose the other posts essentially when people retire or leave for other jobs. So it's saying no jobs are at direct risk. However, what the RMT feels is that it will mean there will be fewer staff available to work in stations that will present a potential safety risk to the staff that are at Maine. And it will also mean that more staff will have to do what it calls extreme shifts, which means either opening the station at five in the morning or being there after midnight to shut the gates. Uh, obviously, again, uh, shifts that people don't necessarily like doing very much because it can disrupt their home or family life.
1: Should London commuters expect this to drag on and there would be further strike action in the future?
0: I think it's entirely likely that there'll be more action on pensions because the report that uh, Sadiq was asked to commission is due to be given to the government by the 31st of March. This is from Sir Brendan Barber, who was formerly head of the TUC. And once his report is made public and we see what is proposed for changes to pensions, then it's entirely likely that more action will follow on that. Uh, Similarly, when the loss of these staff Post starts to filter through again, that's another flashpoint and we can expect yes, that there will be more strikes to come on this. It feels that uh, one, the RMT doesn't have any in, any sense of giving up when it did ballot its members it and very many in favour of taking action and of course the other problem with, that TfL has just now is that actually it's difficult to stop the RMT going out on strike just now because it can't say to them for sure that there definitely are no uh, proposals to change pension benefits so until the start. So certainty over what happens next. There's definitely a remaining threat. It's also worth saying that one of the other unions, ASLEF, which controls the majority of the tube drivers, has also voted very strongly in favour of taking strike action, although it has not announced any dates at this stage and will not be taking part in any of the action next week.
1: You can read more from Ross and all the TfL latest on our website, standard.co.uk. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back on Monday at 4pm.
0: Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium